0: Section 6 of Nuggets of the New Thought This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Jennifer Fournier, Marshall, Virginia, USA. Nuggets of the New Thought by William Walker Atkinson Tomorrow The work and cares of today easy if we do not worry about those of Tomorrow The mysterious tomorrow and its terrors. The way to meet the cares of tomorrow. Tomorrow's opportunities will come as surely as tomorrow's cares. Law supreme. No need to be afraid. The real tomorrow. The work of each day would be a pleasure if we would refrain from attempting to perform at the same time the work of tomorrow. The cares of today would cease to disturb us, if we would refuse to anticipate the cares of tomorrow. The work of today is easily performed, notwithstanding the fact that we spoiled the pleasure of yesterday by fretting about the tasks of the coming day. The cares of today do not seem half so terrible as they appeared viewed from the distance of yesterday, nor do we suffer nearly as much from today's burdens as we did yesterday, in bearing these burdens in anticipation. Today is comparatively easy for us, but, oh, tomorrow! Ay, there's the trouble, tomorrow. The past is gone, and its sorrows, cares, troubles, misfortunes, and work do not seem so terrible viewed from this distance. The misfortunes of the past are now often known as blessings in disguise. Today is here, and we seem to be getting along fairly well, excepting fearing the dawn of tomorrow. But tomorrow, oh mysterious tomorrow, that delight of the child, that bugaboo of the grown up. What shall we say of tomorrow? Who knows what terrible monsters are lurking in its gloomy recesses, what frightful cares are slumbering there, what dreadful shapes are there crouching, with glowering eyes awaiting our coming. No frightful tale of childhood begins to compare in horror with this fantasy of maturity. Tomorrow. Yesterday, with all its troubles, today, with its pressing tasks, affright us not but tomorrow—ah, tomorrow! Tell us of the morrow. Who knows what a day may bring forth? Tell us how to meet the terrors of tomorrow. Forsooth an easy task, good friends. The way to meet the terrors of tomorrow is to wait until tomorrow. The cares of tomorrow, indeed— would be laughable if it were not so pitiful. Tomorrow's cares may come, will come, must come, but what of tomorrow's opportunities, tomorrow's strength, tomorrow's chances, circumstances, helpers? Don't you know that the supply of good things does not cease with the close of today?' Don't you know that in the womb of the future sleep opportunities intended for your use when the time comes? Don't you know that an earnest, confident expectation of the good things to come will cause these good things to grow for your use in the future? Well, it's so. They'll grow and grow and grow, and then, when you need them, you will find them ripe and ready to pick. Water them with faith." Surround them with the rich soil of hope. Let them receive the full rays of the sun of love, and the nourishing fruit of opportunity will be your reward. Tomorrow. Did you ever shiver with dread at the thought of what would happen if the sun should not rise tomorrow? Did you ever doubt that the grass would grow and the trees take on leaves next spring? Did you ever fear that perhaps the summer would not come? Oh, no, of course not. These things have always happened, and you have sufficient faith to know that they will occur again. Yes, but you have been fearing that opportunities, chances, circumstances, may not be present tomorrow. Oh, ye of little faith, do you not know that this is no world of chance?" Do you not know that you are working under the operations of a great law, and that these things are as much amenable to that law as are the seasons, the crops, the motion of the earth, the planets, this and countless other solar systems, the universe, the law which regulates the motions of the millions of worlds and whose jurisdiction extends over space, that space the abstract idea of which cannot be grasped by the puny intellect of man of today, also takes cognizance of the tiny living organism too small to be seen through our strongest microscope. The sparrow's fall comes under the law, as well as the building of a magnificent series of solar systems. And yet, man fears tomorrow of all living beings man alone fears tomorrow. children lovers and philosophers escape the curse the first two look forward to it with joy and confidence having the love that casteth out fear the philosopher's reason teaches him that which the intuition of the other two has grasped the child intuitively recognizes that the infinite supply is inexhaustible and naturally expects tomorrow's supply as he does tomorrow's sun he has faith in the law until fear is suggested into his receptive mind by those who have grown old enough to fear the child knows that there are just as good fish in the sea as ever were caught but the grown-up fears that today's fish is the last in the sea and fails to appreciate today's haul by reason of his worry about the possible future failure of the fishing industry. Oh, no, I do not believe in just sitting down and folding my hands and waiting for mine own to come to me. I know that mine own will come to me, because I am doing well the work that the law has placed before me to do, that which lies nearest to my hand today. I believe in work— good work, honest work, cheerful work, hopeful work, confident work. I believe in the joy of work, the pleasure of creating, and I believe that he who does his best work one day at a time, working with faith, hope, and confidence in the morrow, with fear eliminated from his mind and replaced with courage, I believe, I say, that such a man will never find his cupboard empty nor will his children want for bread. And furthermore, I believe that tomorrow is what we make it by our thoughts today. I believe that we are sowing thought seeds today, which will grow up overnight and bear fruit tomorrow. I believe that thought takes form in action, and that we are, and will be, just what we think ourselves into being. I believe that our minds and bodies are constantly being molded by our thoughts, and that the measure of man's success is determined by the character of his thoughts. And I believe that when man will throw off the incubus of fear, the frightful vision of the night will vanish, and opening his eyes, in the place of the monster, he will see the fair form and smiling face of a radiant creature, who bending over him with love lit eyes will softly whisper, "I am tomorrow." End of section six.